A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. In today's program... Will the 1.5% base rate cut be enough to finally get the mortgage market moving? And does this spell the end of the good times for savers? The US has made history by electing its first black president. Could this trigger a bounce in the stock market? And we have some good news and bad news on credit cards. I'm Charlene Goff from FT Money, and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with the help of my colleagues from FT Money, Steve Lodge. Hello. And Alan Kelleher. Hello. So let's start with the money news. The Bank of England has cut interest rates again, and this time it means business. Base rate is down by a huge 1.5 percentage points to 3%, a cut which has taken many people by surprise. Some lenders have been putting up their new mortgage rates in advance of the base rate decision, but surely with a rate cut this big, they can no longer avoid passing this on to customers. So, Steve, is this finally the good news that borrowers have been hoping for? Well, Charlene, it's much bigger than just about anyone was suggesting. And I think it takes rates down to the lowest since the 1950s. And um, it can only help if, big if, um, mortgage lenders pass the cut on. And there has been a lot of pressure coming from the government, coming from ministers, to really make sure banks do pass it on. They haven't so far. Do you think they will this time? Well, of course, they've been playing this game in recent days, this quite brazen game of, of putting up tracker rates, so effectively increasing their rates just before the, the, the rate cut um, to, to offset the, the benefit but none of them actually put rates up enough to offset this big fall. So there still will be a bit of a cut in rates for borrowers? Absolutely. I mean, the, the rates that were typically put up were tracker rates. They come down automatically by a percent and a half. There may be some exceptions for that for people with existing tracker mortgages where they're already paying an extremely low rate where there's effectively a floor on what they can pay. Fixed rates, by definition, will not change here. Big question mark uh, will be over the discretion that, that uh have with variable rate mortgages and discounted variable rate mortgages. And do you think that this could be enough to get mortgage rates down and actually get the housing market moving a little bit, which is, I guess, the, the result that the government really wants? I think the real thing undermining the housing market being not so much the cost of borrowing, but the, the sheer uncertainty about jobs, uh, the economy, the, the financial world and so on, and the expectation that prices will continue to fall, which in turn is stopping people from buying at these levels. Um, even though we've had credit restrictions, I don't think anyone's been really suggesting that 
mortgages per se have been particularly expensive. So I'm not sure that cheaper mortgages will transform um, the market overall. Yeah, so maybe it won't still be enough. And what about savers? I mean, they've had some really good rates recently, paying sort of 6 7%. Will this spell the end of all those high-paying rates? Well, that's the big question. We probably um, won't hear very quickly what will happen to savings rates. They tend to only move about a month after the base rate cut. So a lot of this is speculation. But banks, they'll want to pass on the cut to savers to, so they can uh, fund those uh, mortgage cuts. However, they are desperate for funding at the moment. So what you you might see is a lot of existing old accounts might fall but they might still keep some good offers in that front window it, it might be that the days of seven percent are gone but equally i think you'll certainly see something over five um, best buys over five and possibly over six still which comparatively to a base rate of three percent still looks pretty good for savers there okay thanks steve and if you'd like to know more about the impact of the rate cut Look out for the articles in FT Money in the Weekend FT and online at ft.com forward slash money. You can also send in your questions for us to answer by emailing us at ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. Still to come in the programme, we have some good news about how you can save precious pounds by making purchases with a certain type of credit card. But first, there was some rather major news this week in the U.S., After a record election turnout, the country has elected its first African-American president, Barack Obama. He will take over at a time when the U.S. economy is in its worst state for decades. Markets were down the day after the announcement, but Ellen Kelleher spoke to Felix Wintle of Neptune and asked him whether he thought there would be a recovery in the next few months. You're right, they they did fall, and I think that's partly because uh, there was a rally uh, pre-Obama's victory. Uh, which may have uh, priced in um, that eventuality. I think also the stock market has woken up with an Obama president but still realises that the global fundamentals still aren't positive. And perhaps yesterday's action was the realisation of that. What sectors do you believe are poised to do well under an Obama presidency? I think the market itself will generally do well. Um, Markets do do well under Democrat presidents. Better than, better than Republicans. And I think that there will continue to be a, a relief rally that, that Bush is no longer at the helm, uh, perhaps starting uh, sometime next year. As for sectors, the main sector which Obama has identified is the infrastructure sector. He, he wants to rebuild, and that's going to help um, the engineering construction companies. Other sectors which, which are set to benefit include the alternative energy sector, uh, I guess on, on the negative side, pharmaceuticals is, is certainly in the line of fire uh, on, on drug pricing and also the medical insurance companies. The policy there is not quite sure yet, but there may be some issues for them as, as Barack Obama wants to roll out medical insurance for all U.S. citizens. So do you think the election will help the markets find a floor? I think we'll retest the lows that we saw in recent weeks. I think we're likely to find a floor round about that level. I don't think we're right there today. I think it's, it's prudent to be cautious at the moment and see where we stand at the uh, turn of the year. Uh, do you subscribe to the view, Felix, that the U.S. is likely to be first out of recession? Yes, I do, because the U.S. was first into the downturn, and uh, I feel very sure we'll be the first out. It, it has the most flexible economy in the world. It has the most dynamic economy in the world. And I think it's been a testament to the U.S.'s 
resilience that the US dollar has has increased so much ha having been in a determined bear market for a number of years uh, investors have realized that actually the rest of the world is actually much worse off than the US and this has been part of the reason for the dollar's dramatic rise against against all currencies so yes I, th I think the US has you know uniquely in the world the the wherewithal to to bounce back and I firmly believe it will do so and the dollar, Felix, what does the outlook for the greenback look like going forward? Yeah, we're still dollar bulls, actually. The dollar has been strong for several reasons. One, as I just mentioned, uh, you know, it's still the reserve asset of the world, and when, in, in times of panic, people buy dollars. It's also been strong as the global growth trade has, has come to a temporary end, uh, in my view. Just as the oil price was going up, the dollar was going down. We're now seeing the reverse of that. So I don't see the fundamental picture, i.e. a bull market in commodities, reversing the dollar strength for now. And although we've strengthened pretty much in a straight line, I don't see us going back down to the lows uh, anytime soon. That was Felix Wintle of Neptune. So, Ellen, a bit of better news there for the US market. Do you think that markets there will perform better than those in the UK over the next 6 to 12 months? Charlene, the consensus is that the U.S. is likely to recover first uh, from the recession. We've already seen uh, investors putting money back into U.S. equities, pushing the dollar's value up again against other currencies simply because they're so fearful. And it's interesting, the timing, because after the interest rate cut in the U.K., the FTSE has fallen quite dramatically. It's been very volatile, and I think we are expecting things to get a bit worse in the UK. Yes, we've yet to see a floor in the markets, and fund managers expect that further falls are likely. But in the long term, the elections will provide a boost and will help the market find its floor eventually. And what about how will this will all affect currency movements? Because I think you mentioned the dollar had been strengthening. Is that expected to continue? And how will that compare to how sterling is expected to perform over the next year or so? Well, I think most fund managers are quite bullish on the dollar and quite bearish on sterling. Uh, and they feel as if the recession has, yes, it has hit the U.S. economy, but uh, because the dollar was so undervalued for such a long period of time, it, it, it doesn't have much further to fall and is likely to rise against sterling. And uh, it might be the case that in the coming months, sterling might fall to a low of $1.40. That's what some currency analysts are predicting, which is quite scary, considering that this summer it was worth almost $2.00. And so if you are a UK investor with holdings in the US, is this a good thing or a bad thing for you? It's a very good thing, actually. Uh, if, if you're a British investor and you have money in dollars, then your dollar is going to be worth more and your pound is going to be worth less. Uh, so if you've invested in a fund um, that invests in US companies, you're likely to not only see a boost in the value of your shares, but also the value of your assets is likely to rise in value as well. So for those already invested in the U.S., this could be a pretty good thing. And for Ellen's analysis of U.S. markets, you can read her article in this weekend's FT Money. And finally today, it's good news, bad news on credit cards. Steve, everyone's feeling the pinch at the moment and trying to save a few pounds wherever they can. What good news do you have for us on credit cards? 
Well, Charlene, Abby has got a, a new credit card out that gives 3% cash back on essential spending. That means anything from a, any of the major supermarkets or petrol purchases. And 3%, that sounds quite generous. Is there any limit on that at all? Well, 3% is high, you're, you're right. But there, there are limits, though, unfortunately. It only runs for six months, and there is a monthly limit uh, that you can earn of, of £12.50 cash back, which equates to about 400 £17 essential spending and an overall limit during that six months of £75. So the overall maximum benefit you could earn from this deal is £75. And with that in mind, do you think there are better deals out there or is that one that people should really go for? Well, the, ca- the catch here, if you like, is that, um, that there's no cash back after that uh, six-month period and the rate, to be honest, beyond an initial interest-free period of, of three months, the rate's nothing special. So it's a limited offer, but it could help people, especially in the run-up to Christmas with all their food and drink purchases. And that's all for this week's FT Money Show. Do remember that you can email your views and your questions to ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com. And we'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. Until then, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from Steve and Alan. Goodbye. Bye. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.